You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Wednesday edition. Let's talk more quarterbacks. Quarterbacks is going to be a huge topic all offseason long, but you've got to get prepared for those dynasty drafts and looking ahead at not just who's going to be playing well in 2021, but projecting beyond that, beyond the Tom Brady era, Matt. We've got some quarterback names that I hope will outlast Tom Brady, but that's not a given at this uh, state in the game. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, the scout Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL. Do you want to preface this, Matt, with these quarterback uh, rankings? And we're going to do a few of these. We've got uh, tomorrow the running back dynasty rankings coming up here on the show what's your thought process here because you're a big dynasty guy and so you have to project on a fantasy landscape not only who's going to be the best quarterbacks and put up big numbers now but into the future like this is a stock market with these quarterbacks so some players that might be playing at a super high level now might not rank very high on this list yeah yeah absolutely so i do want to preface it first of all my assignment from pro football network is they're getting more and more into dynasty more and more into fantasy And they wanted me just to do a pretty basic list of my top 10 dynasty quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Well, the quarterbacks and running backs are in the books, and I haven't started the other two yet. I will later this week. And I'm sure we'll talk about them, you know, maybe after the Super Bowl or whatever, receivers and tight ends. Receivers is difficult. Trust me, there's so many. Um, And also, you know, for those of you that aren't aware, Ryan McDowell and I host Locked on Dynasty as well. And him and I host two days a week in that show. It's a five day a week show on the locked on network. Good stuff. So we're always going over this stuff, but even if you guys aren't big dynasty, you know, fans, I think this way of looking at these players, albeit from a fantasy angle. So it's not necessarily apples to apples with their exact value in the league right now, but it is for their production is how valuable these players are when you incorporate what they have ahead of them, you know, not what they've done so far, but obviously that's a, you know, the stepping stone of the barometer, but you know, what quarterbacks would you have to build your NFL franchise? Certainly your fantasy franchise. How would you rank those guys? And yeah, you know, I, I thought it was an interesting you know conversation. There are a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the league right now. And these rankings do change dramatically quickly. I mean, it, it's amazing because Ryan and I do this a lot, where uh, from month to month, our top five dynasty receivers could change by two or three players, you know, especially running backs. Running backs are very volatile, but quarterbacks are a, a fun conversation, f- fantasy or not. In oh, my yes. Opinion. It's a quarterback-driven league, and this is, yeah. a, this is a stock report. This goes in well with our right. season-long stock-up, stock-downs that we did on Wednesdays, right? This is a stock report of uh, who are you buying on long-term in the NFL at quarterback, and some of them are pretty obvious, and then in some places you have to really project, okay, where does this quarterback fall off? Where does this young, really good-looking quarterback uh, ascend, and how high does he ascend? And so it's not quite wins and losses on the football field because a quarterback like Deshaun Watson last year, very valuable in the fantasy landscape, very valuable to a franchise, but his team still didn't win a lot of games. So a quarterback alone doesn't do it, but man, uh, it is so impactful. And I think this list really translates with probably pretty close to what the stock report would be if you were drafting these quarterbacks right now, if they were all thrown into a real NFL draft, not just a dynasty yeah fantasy draft and by the way go find matt's work at profootballnetwork.com and check out the locked on dynasty 
podcast, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you want to go 10 to one to throw in honorable mentions first, or do you want to go one down to, and go from there? Let's start at one because I think people know where that is going to start and then they're going to be uh, biting their nails on the honorable mentions and who does not make your top 10. I I think that's the way to do this one. So let's start at the top with uh, a name that probably doesn't surprise anybody who's going to be playing for another Lombardi. Yeah, and that's obviously Patrick Mahomes. And, um, you know, last year Lamar had more fantasy points. I think Josh Allen had more this year. But I very much believe Mahomes will be in the top couple for a very, very long time and has been for a couple of years. Chipped in with over 300 yards rushing this year as well. You know, so it's not just with his arm. And even whenever he was battling that knee, what was it last year? He was still productive. Um, His weapons are in place. He's a phenomenal talent. I mean, enough said. I think it's pretty obvious. He's number one. I wasn't quite as sold to who to put number two. With Patrick Mahomes, there's one question I have, not so much from a fantasy landscape, he's going to put up numbers, and, and he might be the most valuable quarterback we've seen with his career trajectory, maybe in NFL history, with how the importance of quarterbacks just continues to grow and grow, and what he can do with his talent, and it, just the, the environment around him with the pass catchers he has and the coach he has, it just all fits perfectly, and it's why we're going to be talking a lot about Patrick Mahomes for uh, probably 15 more years. You know, and willing, you know, Lord willing, he stays healthy because I it's it's sure, fun right. to watch him play. Um, one question I have, just from a, an NFL team building standpoint, and not so much uh, a fantasy standpoint, there has been some numbers thrown out recently, and and even the Brady run with Belichick and the Patriots for twenty years, Tom Brady wasn't a bank breaking quarterback. He fit within the he made a lot of money, but he fit within the team-building aspect of that team. When you look at that massive deal that Patrick Mahomes signed that doesn't really kick in fully yet to massive, massive money, when Patrick Mahomes is making up a huge chunk, you know, over you know, a third of the salary cap for the Kansas City Chiefs, do you think that's going to limit that championship window, unlike Brady limited the Patriots' championship window for 20 years? It's a great conversation. I don't know any of us know that answer, um, but... It certainly is something that doesn't get talked about enough is Brady could have demanded as much as double his salary at some point. And sure, he had Giselle at home making an awful lot of money herself, and none of these people were poor. So it it still was a very selfless act by Brady for many years to not be in the top two or three highly compensated quarterbacks. And that really helped the Patriots dynasty to go get that veteran from another team or former first-round pick or whoever. Um, I'm sure Mahomes could continue to demand more too. Uh, he's obviously doing fine and he's got ads and all that stuff too, but it will be difficult, especially this year. I mean, the cap is not going to go over 200, you know, wh- where it's been going up, going up, going up. And we'll see if it puts a little crunch on the chiefs. I'm curious what their off season looks like. Is is he going to have his least supporting cast in 2021 of his year's you know, of doing this, probably, you know, he's probably going to lose more than they gain. And at worst, they're picking 31st. You know, it's not like they have an early pick either. Right. And then Kelsey ages out. They've got some very expensive pieces on the defensive line. How long can they keep all of those together when Mahomes' salary skyrockets in the next few years? So that's something definitely to watch out for with how the Kansas City Chiefs build that franchise 
under Patrick Mahomes when he gets more expensive. The, one more note on him. The efficiency is crazy. 114 touchdown right, passes yeah. to 24 interceptions to start your career. Usually the efficiency is the thing that comes later. Yeah. I mean, he's been a, he's been a starting quarterback for three years and thrown 114 touchdown passes and missed three games. You know, like <laughs> that's bonkers. Yeah. And really, what if D four doesn't jump off sides? I mean, this could be his third Super Bowl in a row. Mm. I mean, they were super close two years ago. Absolutely. That's a great point. I think the conversation got a little bit more difficult at number two through 10 and some honorable mentions who did not make Matt Williamson's list of top 10 dynasty quarterbacks heading into 2021. Coming up. You are unique and so are your taxes. The, the tax code is one of the most convoluted things. It's hard to keep up with changes year to year. So being able to navigate your personal tax situation easily and quickly is paramount for a lot of people. And TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who listen to you, learn about your unique tax situations, and answer your questions. And on top of that, they can do your taxes from start to finish. Maybe you started investing and want some reassurance from an expert that you're doing things right. Maybe you're now self-employed and need some expert advice on what qualifies as a home office deduction. No matter what your situation is, TurboTax Live's tax experts can answer specific questions walk you through the process, review your return before you file, or even do it all for you. TurboTax Live gives you confidence that you're uniquely you. Taxes are done correctly. Intuit TurboTax Live. File with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you. I swear I'm going to start getting in shape intensely next week for me. First of all, February shorter, 28 days broken up into four exact weeks. I feel like it's easier to start things there and regiment things. And Echelon Bikes can help get you to your fitness goals if you have the same goals as I do. Echelon has an arsenal of high-tech fitness products at prices anyone can afford, from their bikes to their Reflect Fitness mirrors, rowers, Echelon Stride Treadmill, Connected Bike. There's so many affordable choices. World-class instructors will motivate you. Thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can help get you there. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash locked on. Okay, Patrick Mahomes out of the way as a clear number one. I think everybody agrees. Number two gets very interesting, Matt, on the dynasty football landscape. Who did you plant your flag with as the second rated quarterback in dynasty leagues in 2021? I went with Josh Allen and I just was so blown away by how, how well he transformed himself from last year to this year as a passer remained a massive running threat too. I mean, he's kind of their short yardage back like Cam Newton was before him ran for over 400 yards Maybe those things will start to slow down because he is so, you know, valuable to the franchise and age will set in a little. But still, I mean, he had 45 touchdowns this year. I mean, 45 and might only be getting better. 
Um, I think the Bills absolutely recognize how to put things around him to maximize his production for real life and for fantasy. But there's three or four guys that you could make an argument for for number two through a fantasy lens. And with Josh Allen, we talked about Mahomes' efficiency from jump. Josh Allen did not have that efficiency at all. He was bad in those categories, and he's gotten a lot better there, and there's a chance for him to continue to grow there with his rushing value and his ability, like Cam Newton-esque, to be a goal line back and score a lot of touchdowns with his legs just adds really dual threat, uh, big-time point-scoring power as a fantasy quarterback. Without question, without question. Is Where is the tier for you? Because I think Patrick Mahomes in a tier by himself at one. How many players were you looking at for the second spot with Josh Allen in that next tier? Allen and the next three guys we're going to talk about. Okay. So- and two of those to me have a little bit of questions of, you know, how good of football players are going to be big picture. But I have no concern about them for fantasy reasons. And that has a lot to do with their legs. And obviously the guy I'm talking about first and foremost, and that is number three on my list, is the guy that's rushed for back-to-back seasons over 100, over 1,000 yards, and that's Lamar Jackson. Like, is he the perfect NFL quarterback? No. Do I have doubts that his style can translate for the next 10 years? Sure. But the Ravens came out this week and even said, oh, we plan on being with Lamar forever. We're going to extend him. I think they're a really smart organization that will realize maybe we need to incorporate some Baker Mayfield-like tactics throwing the ball, and we have to get Lamar a wide receiver. And even last year, I know last year was unsustainable, but his passing production a year ago was insane. So let's not think that didn't happen. Right, yeah, there's there's still more there as a passer for Lamar Jackson. He's not a glorified running back by any means, and I, I do expect that to continue. And I, and I always preach that quarterback development paths are not linear, and we've even seen it with the 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers, right? It's going to go up and down throughout sure. players' careers. For Lamar Jackson, he just needs that passing production and efficiency to jump up, much like Josh Allen did, and, and Lamar Jackson uh, is still a very young quarterback, and, and reach a new level with his passing production and efficiency as those legs do start to wane, and they will. And you don't want your star quarterback taking a bunch of hits, even though Lamar Jackson is really good at not taking those hits right now. Right, right. And I think we all knew after his MVP year that his efficiency, his touchdown production per pass was unsustainable. I mean, you pick up any fantasy magazine, they told you those things, but he still was near the league leader in fantasy production. I mean, if, if that's a bad year, I'll take it. Number four on your list is Deshaun Watson. My only question with Watson isn't the talent and isn't if he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for the next decade. It's where's he going to be and what kind of talent is he throwing to? Right, right. Me too. And this is sort of correlates, but if we were not doing this for fantasy, if we were drafting from a pool now, nobody has a team, everybody's a free agent. I take Mahomes first overall. I would be torn between Allen and Watson with the next pick for real, for real, you know, real football. I mean, do you have a preference there or do you think there's anyone else that's in that equation when you factor in age and whatnot? There are, I mean, a couple of the rookie quarterbacks from last year. I loved what I saw there, but for me, it's Watson because he's Uh, pass first. He can do anything, any offense needs as far as getting him on the move. Uh, He can buy time with his feet. He's such a beautiful downfield passer, even though he's not a cannon armed guy. He's got plenty of arm, but he just throws a pretty pass. Uh, He can make a lot out of nothing and we can see him go really big as well and lead a team and leadership and all those things combined make me really uh, just a huge fan of Deshaun Watson. 
Me too. Me too. In the real world, he would be my second pick overall of any football player on the earth right now. Um, but he's but he's fourth for me on this one just because if he stays in Houston, yes, he led the league in passing, but that's not a great cast, and it's not going to be any better next year. If he gets traded, well, whatever that team was gave up a lot, and we we I people always make the assumption that the grass is greener on the other side. And it probably is, but it doesn't mean that the grass is unbelievably green. You know, like going to the Jets or the Dolphins or a handful of other teams doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's the best fantasy quarterback in the planet by far. That's a great point. And he was he benefited on a fantasy landscape from being down in so many games and just in, mm-hmm. in chucking it probably more than uh, ideally. But again... 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions. You love seeing that. He's growing as a quarterback. Even though he was forced to throw, teams know they're trying to throw to come back in games when they were down a lot and maybe some garbage time uh, yardage that he wouldn't normally get if he was on a good team that was winning games. He was still completing 70% of his passes and had that 33 touchdown to seven interception ratio. And if he gets in a better offense with a better coordinator and still has some weapons, uh, I think the sky's the limit and he could probably put up some bonkers seasons stat-wise too. Sure, sure. And I adore him. I just don't, there's some uncertainty of where he's at. And and this also goes for Dak Prescott, who will bring up a little bit that I'd like to know what team he's playing for before I totally buy all in. And the the Texans are going to get worse before they get better if he stays there. Yes, yes. Which is why His numbers th- might not, but they will. Yardage wise, it'll get worse, but eventually it's, yeah, it, yeah. he's going to have less talent to throw to as well. Um, number five on your list, and this is the end of that second tier, correct? Yeah, and that's Kyler Murray. Extremely young. Uh, I think he's the second youngest player on this list, actually. He'll be 24 when the season opens, just to turn 24. And anyone that had him on their fantasy team that's re- realized, boy, you were doing extremely well until he hit a wall slash got injured. And don't forget how small this guy is. I mean, if if there's anyone I'm most concerned injury-wise on this list, it's probably Murray, just because of his build and his style of play. He's a miraculous runner. I think he's got an awful lot of arm talent, but I'm also not so- sold that this Kingsbury system is a winning one yet. And the- Murray's been very inconsistent and uh, the legs will be there, but most people would have him a little higher on their dynasty list. I'm a little wary. Wary that maybe we've seen closer to the ceiling than some of the other guys. Is that the worry? Maybe. Um, I don't love his situation schematically. I think that Kingsbury's seat could get hot a little sooner than later because they're so horizontally based in their passing and they need one more receiver and um, not a lot of concerns. I mean, he's fifth on my list. He's not 10th, (laughs) you know, but compared to that other group in the tier, He's still a tier two guy, but he was easily my last tier two guy. Oh man, he's he's got so much talent though in that in that small frame, the way he can throw the ball oh. and uh, his speed, and it's just so elusive. And sometimes it looks like someone's kid got loose on the field with defenders trying to chase him around. It's almost comical, and it just looks so different because quarterbacks in the NFL were used to six five two forty, not um, not how Kyler Murray is built. So fun player to watch for sure, and I, I think still the sky is the limit there. And, and that is an interesting group. Jackson, Watson, Murray, to, to watch how those uh, situations develop. Very different, but um, so talented. And I think anybody drafting in a dynasty league would feel good about those draft picks going forward for a while. Yeah. Another player, Matt, that I think 
people should feel really good about going forward was uh, the rookie of the year last year. And that was, uh, it's not announced yet for me, he was the rookie of the year. I guess there is some competition from probably Justin Jefferson. Those are the only two I would consider is Justin Herbert with the way he played. Um, that was eye-opening with Herbert. And talk about talent. He is 6'5", 240, but can run and can chuck it with all the rest of the guys. So, I mean, like, uh, sky's the limit physically for Justin Herbert. And he was ready to go much earlier than most people expected. Yeah, without question. I mean, I don't think what he did was fluky at all. I think he'll only get better. There was three or four games where he looked a little overwhelmed. I want to say like the Patriot game and some of the the high-end defensive minds, you know, slowed him down a little. But in the end, he still produced in a big way. Um, You mentioned the rushing. He had five rushing touchdowns. I didn't realize that until I did this exercise. He's the youngest guy on this list. He's only 22. They have good weapons around them, immensely talented. Yeah, I think Herbert could end up being you know one or two on this list next year. I mean, that's how the league changes. A uh, big question there, fantasy wise, what is the offense going to look like? How much do they lean on him? How much you know raw stats is he going to throw up? But talent wise, long term, mm-hmm. definitely a huge buy for Justin Herbert. Without doubt, without a doubt. Okay, seven through ten, and some honorable mentions on Matt Williamson's quarterback dynasty rankings list next. You can be assured that the Super Bowl is well covered when it comes to any number of odds and props and bets that you could make at Bet Online. They've got NFL futures, draft futures, NCAA football futures for 2022 national champions. There is only one place that has you covered, and you can even get a little welcome bonus. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only NFL, there's table games. You like to play poker, blackjack, of course, NBA action now. NHL is happening. I've enjoyed seeing the NHL highlights. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code either. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Do you want something that tastes good but won't ruin your diet? It's easy. Built Bar. 130 calories in the salted caramel flavor of Built Bar. Just have a Built Bar. It's got this protein, 17 grams, that will tide you over. I guarantee that will tide you over. Have a Built Bar. They taste fantastic, so you will look forward to eating one, and it will tide you over, and it will give you that protein, and it will help you out if you need to do some heavy lifting, whether it's figuratively or literally later if you're doing a workout or if you're golfing put, slip one in your golf bag perfect time to have a built bar to start the back nine you'll feel good about it it's not heavy and who knows might even improve your golf game built bars are high in protein high in fiber but low calorie low sugar and covered in 100 real delicious chocolate soft and easy to chew built bar is great for the health conscious folks out there lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat and best of all you can go to builtbar.com and get 20 percent off with promo code locked on go to builtbar.com promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off your next order of built bars there was another rookie in 2020, Matt, that got off to a hot start before he was injured. He is not next on your list after Justin Herbert, though. Uh, that is a veteran quarterback in Dak Prescott, who's in limbo as a free agent quarterback right now that will probably get the franchise tag slapped on him by the Dallas 
Cowboys. Yeah, and again, I don't know exactly what team he's playing for, but I'm going to assume he's. And I also don't know, if, you know, how healthy is he? I mean, that's a it was a gruesome, gruesome injury, and his running's very important. And it was a leg injury. Will that cut down on his rushing production? I don't know, but um, so this is probably about as low as Dak Prescott can go. Because I mean, the the offense he guided last year, well, I guess two years ago, 2019. And the stats he put up as a passer this year before his injury were ridiculous. And two years ago, he didn't have C.D. Lamb. This year, his offense still had some injuries and whatnot, too. I mean, that Cowboy offense, when they bring back Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and Dak, and should still be great. And he's made for fantasy goodness as a runner, as a tough runner, as a touchdown producer. So I think he's pretty darn solid. Absolutely, man. And the weapons he has, a full season of that would be fun. And I'm sure he would be way up there as far as fantasy production when he does have all those weapons. If that leg does heal uh, the way that everyone hopes in Dallas that it does. And what's is he going to play under the tag? Is he going to end up somewhere else? Is someone going to trade for him? Uh, Is he going to get a whole bunch of money from the Dallas Cowboys? A lot up in the air with a lot of quarterbacks, Dak included, this offseason. Number eight is the other... Rookie quarterback oh, that shined in 2020, Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick that was off to a really hot start before his injury. Doesn't have quite the arm that Herbert has, doesn't have quite the legs that Herbert has, but has plenty of both, actually, and maybe underrated as far as athleticism. Yeah, absolutely. He will produce some fantasy numbers for you. I scored three rushing touchdowns this year on the ground. He'll give you some fantasy numbers. Um, running for his life, tucking and run or designed runs. I got to think his situation will be a little better. Um, Mixon missed almost the entire year. I would imagine they'd be nuts not to at least add one, probably two or three offensive linemen. I like his receivers. I wonder about his health a little bit too. I mean, do we know he's going to be a hundred percent on opening day? But in big picture, we're talking dynasty. We're not. Ta- we're not necessarily talking week one to two thousand twenty-one. Um, I think Burrow is a star and will be one of the best quarterbacks in football. But he probably won't be throwing the ball 60 times a game like he did for yeah. a while there in Cincinnati. Shouldn't be. <laughs> Should not be. That would not be ideal. But he does still have a, a number of pass catchers there, young and old in uh, Cincinnati, even if A.J. Green is not back. So, again, we're, we're monitoring right. the leg there with number seven and number eight on this list and Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. And I agree with them both being right behind the guys you have them behind, including Justin Herbert, on your list. Now, uh, the Seahawks fans are mad at you currently, Matt Williamson. They're bet, listening to this podcast saying, where where the hell is Russell Wilson? Well, he's number nine overall. Yeah, and maybe two months ago, he might have been two or three. I mean, when he was in the MVP category, throwing bombs left and right. But he's old. I mean, he's 32. And I don't think by any stretch is he on the, the back nine even necessarily. He's got a lot of football left. I love Wilson. We talked about, you know, if you were drafting uh, players hit me pretty high on my draft, even at 32 years old. He still th- did throw 40 touchdowns. I just worry about Pete Carroll and the whole letting him cook nonsense. I mean, I don't know. I don't love that narrative, you know, the let him cook thing, whatever. But uh, this is an old school coaching staff that wants to run the football. And this last month or six weeks or so, I don't think Wilson played great on his own. I think defenses took away the deep ball, that there's a little bit of uncertainty here for a great, great player. I don't know. I'm not super worried about it. I think the weapons are there. I think even if, I think in fact, if they run the ball better, then that'll make him better in some ways. Uh, Maybe he won't cook quite to the level that he did in the first half of the 2020 season, but uh, I'm I'm a big buyer on Russell Wilson and, and I'm not 
I would not be surprised at all if he is the ninth quarterback taken in dynasty leagues, but that just means that that's where I would target quarterback in dynasty leagues because I think there's a lot left for Russell Wilson. He's just too good and he's going to be rolling for a very long time. So I'm buying on number nine, although I understand the arguments for all the players that you have ahead of him, even though I'd probably plug him in at number six on this list, just ahead of Justin Herbert. I could hear, I can understand that. And I, he could gladly be my dynasty quarterback for the next five plus years and even though he isn't as electric as Lamar and some of these other runners, he ran for over 500 yards. That's a ton of fantasy points. And I look at his career arc as what I think Deshaun Watson can be, you know, because like you can yeah. run, but you're not dependent on it. You're a pocket passer that has this other ability that just really breaks the backs of teams when they think they have guys covered. It's like, oh, yeah, he can run a little bit, too. Yeah, you're right. And we early in Wilson's career and much of Wilson's career and most of Watson's career, we blamed the offensive line for all the sacks they're taking. And that was warranted, but both these guys will hold the ball and extend plays. And um, I, I think both will have, I know Wilson already did, but I think Watson will have a similar career path. Hopefully he gets in a better organization or that all gets worked out. Tell me if I'm wrong, Matt, was deciding who was going to be 10th and the final name on your top 10 list here of dynasty quarterbacks going into 2021. Was that the toughest decision? Because uh, there's a lot of names that could be vying for this area. Yeah, it was. First of all, I didn't include any incoming rookies where I would have to put Trevor Lawrence pretty high on this list. I mean, I know he's going to be a Jag. Um, the other guys, I don't know where they're going to land. But if we do this a year from now, there might be four incoming rookies on this list so there's a lot of those guys fields and lance that are all set up well for fantasy in a big way but i went with aaron Rodgers last and he stands out i mean age-wise i mentioned that wilson's you know old at 32 rogers is five years older and i wrote this list before the nfc championship game when i thought there's no chance of retirement i still don't think there is you can listen to monday's show um, but he threw 48 touchdown passes. I mean, that's eight more than Wilson and Brady, who were second in the league. He had eight more touchdown passes than anybody in the league. And if he's my dynasty quarterback, even for two or three years, fine. You know, if I'm winning the league, I'll find the next quarterback down the road, you know. So uh, age matters, but less at this position. And we're talking about the first or second best quarterback in the league here. Right. He could break out a, an MVP season for the next two years, and it wouldn't be that shocking to anybody. And he's got the best wide receiver in the NFL going right now in Devontae Adams. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, if they add a little bit more speed there on offense on the outside, a slot-type receiver, then numbers could even uh, continue to to be uh, as good or better than, than we've seen with the way things are going in the NFL. So uh, no problems here with Aaron Rodgers at 10. It's money in the bank for the short term. But then there's some longer-term options that did not make your list. Who are the tops? with the honorable mentions here after Aaron Rodgers, after the top 10. Yeah, I mentioned the rookies. They're kind of their own own bag. Um, I considered Baker Mayfield, but I didn't strongly consider him. He was my least of the almost made it guys because I don't know that his passing volume will ever be in the top third of the league. I mean, I think he's going to be a facilitator, a distributor. He's playing well and he's young and that's fine. Um I considered Matthew Stafford, and that was just with the thought of maybe he'll get traded, and what if he goes to a good situation? I love the player. Now we basically know he is getting traded, so he would have moved a couple spots up just with that knowledge. I mean, you got to remember, Jones and Galladay probably won't be back for the Lions. 
going back to the Lions scared me a lot for his dynasty stock. And that's not going to happen. So I almost think that the grass is going to be greener for him no matter where he lands. But my number 11 guy was Ryan Tannehill. I mean, the numbers Tannehill has put up since he became the starter in the middle of last year, they rival Mahomes's. And do I think Tannehill's as good as Mahomes? No, that's why he's not in my top 10, really. But the numbers don't lie. But he's losing his offensive coordinator, maybe Corey Davis, maybe Johnny Smith. Like, is he the type of guy just to elevate everybody around him? I I worry that that Titans offense will be – take a step back next year. I agree with you wholeheartedly there on, on the Tannehill take and, you know, Mayfield Rogers Stafford waiting to see where Stafford's landing spot is, will be big. He could elevate quite a bit, I think in the short term and he's only 33. So he could have some years left, even though he's really taken a pounding throughout his career and been on a lot of injury reports. Um, one quick question I have for you here. So not counting those honorable mentions or the guys on your top 10 list, where would you rank Tua Tonga versus the rookie incoming class of quarterbacks in a dynasty draft. If you had to draft it before the actual NFL draft happened and, and not counting Trevor Lawrence, who would obviously be ahead of those guys. So essentially like Tua versus Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. Are you taking the player that you maybe had ranked higher in college coming into the draft in Tua? Does last season give you pause? Do you throw last season out for Tua? How do you vision Tua? That, that's a tough one for me. Is he someone who's going to be a it huge is. asset, or is he just going to be someone who's an afterthought that uh, you're hoping maybe uh, develops a little bit? Because quarterbacks used to take three years. Not everyone jumps in and, and starts playing their butt off like uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow did this year. Right, right. And Ryan and I did have a whole segment on this a week or so ago. You could probably find the archive on it. Because when I started having that conversation, I thought, man, I'm I'm worried about this guy. Doesn't look like the twitched up athlete I thought he was. Uh, looks a little overwhelmed. But then we start talking through it. And unless he ends up in Houston, which I think would destroy his value, frankly, because he's not going to elevate the Texans like Watson did. And it'll be a while until they build around him. But what's the likelihood of that? 10%? The two is a Texan next year? I mean, yeah, very low. 20%? Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty low. Um, I think he's a buy low right now because it wasn't long ago. Tanking for Tua was a thing. Uh, And I think we forget that when he was drafted by Miami, he still wasn't healthy. You know, like he didn't have a normal, no one had a normal offseason, especially the rookie class. And his was different than everybody else's too because he was behind the eight ball medically compared to like Herbert and Burrow who started very early in their careers. So I think we have, I think it's crazy to write the book on Tua and say, boy, they should be looking for somebody else, or maybe he's a bust. He had a lot to overcome early in his career. No running game, really bad offensive line. I kind of feel like right now is the lowest his stock can possibly go unless he goes to the Texans because Miami's going to add Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith or Allen Robinson or something or Penny Sewell, or, you know, they're going to add two things nice around this guy. Fitzpatrick's not going to be in the, in the picture. So to answer your question, I would go Herbert Tua because I know more about him and I very much trust coach Flores and the Dolphins organization than the rest of the rookies. I agree. They could could land a bad spot. There's a lot of talent incoming on that offense with all those draft picks yes. for Tua if they don't end up with 
Deshaun Watson. And even if Miami ends up with Deshaun Watson, they might also have the number three pick, Houston. They might want to draft one of the rookie quarterbacks and flip to elsewhere anyway. So maybe that doesn't mean mm-hmm. he's going to be in Houston after all. That's a good point. I mean, maybe they say we don't want Houston and they trade to uh, to New Orleans. Oh, that's a great fit, too. I like that one. Okay. Oh, this is fun. Okay. This is one of my projects. I wanted to come up with a 32-team trade that either that fixed everybody's quarterback position in the NFL. A 32-team trade. That's what I'm working on. I had a three-team trade last year or last week that was a, a very popular conversation on Twitter, so maybe I need to up that. And, and uh, there's so much movement that could possibly happen, uh, especially when you start to get very creative with how some of these teams uh, could move quarterbacks around this offseason. Yeah, that is a, a very interesting conversation. I mean, the 32 team might trade might not work because I don't know the Kansas City's playing your game. Yeah, that's true. They <laughs> maybe they can just throw in a draft pick to help somebody else, you know, grease some wheels somewhere else, make sure another good quarterback doesn't make it into the West. Right. I mean, a good way to even look at it though is pick each team and come up with five, six, seven names, not even obvious ones that they could go after. Like yesterday we mentioned what about Stafford to Dallas? You know, like, wow. Or if you're the Patriots, I could come up with seven names I'd be interested in. Oh, yeah, you know? a ton I mean, of you names know, you should be interested right. in New England. And how about this for the Patriots? So the the guys picking two and three, the Jets and the Dolphins, could be teams that get very good very quickly. And would you be willing to be the third team in a trade that helps Deshaun Watson not go to one of those two teams to make sure Deshaun Watson doesn't get added to what's going on with uh, Miami and Brian Flores in the division and Josh Allen already in the division. If you're Bill Belichick, the last thing you want is uh, an incoming Deshaun Watson on one of those teams. Yes. To answer your question, I have, so I'd do everything possible. <laughs> I would give up a first round pick if I'm Belichick just to not have Watson go to New York or Miami. <laughs> right. I mean, that's un- unrealistic and funny, right. obviously, but. Um, something along those lines. Yeah. You know, like what if I, Hey, uh, Hey, I was bring up the Niners, but I mean, I'll give you more than Jimmy's worth. So you can use that mm-hmm. to go get Watson yep. and keep him out of my hair. That's exactly what my three team trade was, was uh, a little bit of a win now move for Bill Belichick and uh, maybe even JJ Watt going in that direction to new England, trying to turn that. I know Bill doesn't like trading away draft picks, but he hates losing more. Jimmy Garoppolo oh, to New Waddle England. Back, right, yeah. Yeah, and then that, and he, they're giving the draft picks back to Houston to help the 49ers give more picks to Houston for Watson to go west instead of going east to play in Bill Belichick's division. Yeah, interesting thought there. Yeah, there there's a lot, of, a lot of angles. The mind can wander, and a lot of scenarios can play out this NFL offseason. We'll see which ones actually do play out, and we'll have it all covered for what you. What do you think? Of, one quick one. I, yeah. I do this to you all the time. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> what about Stafford to Denver? That was a team I wanted to bring up yesterday, and I forgot. Like yeah. That would be a really good fit for me. I love it. And, and Stafford, Stafford's eventually what Locke could be at his peak. Like What you right. would so hope Locke could become is what Stafford already is. Yes, and so much better. I mean, Denver right. would be really good, I think, with Stafford. So many options, and, and I can't wait to see how it all plays out. And, of course, every day we're going to be here talking about all of those angles on Peacock and Williamson.